This is The Mudroom, uncommon sense parenting classes with your parenting coach, Alana Robinson. Weekly nuggets of developmentally appropriate parenting wisdom to help you parent your toddlers, preschoolers, and kindergartners more effectively with less effort. The Mudroom is recorded live on Facebook every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific. Now, here's Alana. Hello, everybody. Welcome to The Mudroom, our weekly free Uncommon Sense parenting class. How is everyone today? Welcome to August. It's hard to believe there's only one month left this summer. This seems like the time seems to be going so fast. You blink and it's everything's just done. We had a fantastic July though. We spent some time at our cottage with our family. The boys went to summer camp. We also just chilled at home. We don't tend to go very far in the summer. We live in cottage country, so you don't really wanna go away in the summer because this is kind of peak season around here and it's nice to just be able to take advantage of it. This month, we've got our local fair happening. My husband and I are finally going to get to celebrate our 10th wedding anniversary, despite having just celebrated our 11th wedding anniversary. I'm going on a business trip for the first time in three years. <laughs> so I hope that your August is also stacked with fun stuff, but not to an overwhelming degree, right? Like there's that fine balance there, isn't there? Okay, so today we're going to be talking about validating emotions. Renee from The Mom Room has been making some truly hilarious reels over on Instagram about how absurd and frustrating the validate their emotions advice that floats around the internet is. And I totally get it. This is something that I've said too. And I think there's a lot of confusion around what validating emotions actually means. I've had to coach my clients on this. I've talked about it in the parenting posse a few times. So now seemed like a good time to teach y'all the proper way to validate emotions. Cause unfortunately it's not as easy as being like, I can see that you're upset. Before we get into it, however, allow me to introduce myself. Hi, I'm Alana Robinson. I'm a parenting coach for parents of toddlers, preschoolers, and kindergartners, and I help you understand why your kids are misbehaving and how to fix it without stickers, counting to three, or losing your shit. I'm your host here on The Mudroom. I'm also the host of the Parenting Posse Facebook group, and I'm the creator of the Parentability Program, where I teach you to raise kids who listen. Make sure you like and subscribe so that you never miss another class. We do these every week, and I'd love to have you along for the ride. Okay, so first I want to say, validating emotions does not mean the tantrum or meltdown is going to stop, okay? That is not the function of validating emotions. The point of validating emotions is to help our children feel safe while learning to navigate their feelings. Remember, most quote unquote bad behavior is a result of kids perceiving that they aren't able to keep themselves safe, whether that's because of an external threat or a perceived internal one. In order to process and learn from our emotions, we need to be able to metacognate on them. Metacognition literally means to think about thinking. So in this context, we need to be able to think about our emotions in order to learn from them. And it is really hard to think about a feeling because it isn't cognitive. In order to think about something that isn't cognitive, we need to be able to label it. It has to, at a bare minimum, have a name. And that is the point of validating emotions. It's to say, this thing you're feeling, it's called frustration. This is what frustration feels like. And once a child can identify, I'm feeling frustrated, then it's possible to teach them what to do when they're frustrated, to give them a way back to safety when they're feeling something that feels decidedly unsafe. 
I often liken it to receiving a medical diagnosis. Like I'm sure you've heard people who've been like, oh my God, I was diagnosed with ADHD. And now that I know what this is, I've been able to come up with a treatment plan and change how I approach work and home and all the things, right? Nothing has changed. You've still got ADHD, but now that it has a name, you're able to effectively manage it and deal with it, to plan for it. Validating emotions does not make the emotions go away. It just makes them tangible and creates the conditions for being able to manage them. So how do we validate emotions the right way? Step one is to speak to the situation, not the emotions. And I know that sounds kind of ridiculous because we're validating emotions, but stick with me. The common idea of validating emotions seems to be to identify the feeling, right? You seem upset, you seem frustrated, you're mad, whatever. So just humor me, take a hot second and think of how infuriating it would be if you were feeling overwhelming rage and someone dear in your life came in and was like, wow, you seem really upset. You'd be like, no shit, Sherlock, right? Duh, great, you have functioning eyeballs, good for you, right? Like, it's going to escalate you because when we're in that deep emotional state, our neocortex goes offline. Emotions are in the limbic system and the limbic system has dibs on all of our energy. We don't need knowledge and language to keep us alive. We need emotions in our security system. So when someone waltzes in and labels your emotions, your brain doesn't know what to do with it because the part that processes language is offline. It's not accessible. It's locked up there in the attic screaming to be let out. So rather than labeling your child's emotions, speak to the desire, to the situation at hand. Usually with little ones, this starts with you really wish because they generally want something they can't have or do. You really wish that mama would let you eat candy before breakfast. You really wish that we could go to the zoo today. You really wish that it wasn't raining so that we could go to the park. You really wish that I could let you stay up late and watch a movie. Think of it like translating their emotions almost. It's basically saying, I see why you're feeling this way. I see the problem from your perspective. Often when you speak to the situation at hand, you'll get them doing one of those shuddering like, yeah, kind of responses. But we're not done yet because just because you've now recognized the problem doesn't mean the problem is solved. So step two is set boundaries and facilitate. Facilitation is what is really going to validate emotions. Emotions are verbs, they're actions. So trying to address emotions by describing them, by using adjectives, is unlikely to work. Actions require action. That's why when you're feeling really shitty, you want someone to tell you what to do about it. That's why so many of us maniacally clean when we're upset, even if we wouldn't generally be caught dead cleaning pretty much any other time. It's why when kids get upset, they throw things, they hit, they bite, they run away. They need to do something about this feeling. But then almost everything that feels instinctual to do is condemned, right? We're not allowed to hit, bite, run away, yell, throw things, right? So this is where we show them what to do about it. 
So now is when we label the emotion while validating it and then give active acceptance by setting boundaries. So there's three kinds of active acceptance. The first is if their actions need a container. They're hitting, biting, throwing, trying to run away, all of those quote unquote dangerous behaviors. Their actions aren't the problem. The container they're doing them in is. So we're going to use boundaries to create a safe container for that emotional expression. It's okay to be mad, but I won't let you hit me. If you need something to hit, you can hit the couch. You're saying what is and is not acceptable while still letting them do it. (laughs) You're not stopping the hitting, you're just telling them what they can hit. I can see you're frustrated, but I won't allow you to throw Lego at the window. If you need to smash the Lego, you can throw it into this bucket, right? In that case, you're literally giving them a container. The second is if what they're doing is okay, but where they're doing it is not. The container is okay, the container is just in the wrong spot. We need to move the container. It's okay to be angry, but you cannot scream in public. If you need to yell, we can go to the car. If you need to yell at the sky, that's cool, dude. But doing it in a crowded area and destroying everyone else's enjoyment isn't. So let's go to the car where you can yell your head off and it won't disrupt everyone else. Move the container. Or if you're inside, often a good idea is to go outside. You really wish that we could stay at the beach longer. I can't let you throw sand at people. If you need to throw sand, let's go to the other end of the beach. Moving them away from people. You're moving the container. The last kind is if the action and container are actually fine where they are. It's just about accepting their emotional expression. It's okay to be upset. I'm here when you're ready. You really wish we could go to the park. You were so looking forward to it. When you're ready, come find me and we can think of something else to do instead. You're creating the space for those emotions to come out in a safe way. And before anyone comes at me with, we shouldn't be allowing children to hit or throw things, no matter what. That's just misplaced moralizing. I get it. We want nonviolent adults. And there was a feminist theory in the 60s and 70s that if we shielded children from any kind of violence, if we pretended violence doesn't exist, that it's not a thing, then it would go away and women would be safe. The research shows that that is actually one of the biggest failed social experiments of all time. When imaginary violent media went away, real crime soared. When quote-unquote violent media came back in the 80s and 90s, violent crime rates plummeted. We are wired to protect ourselves physically, to act on our emotions. Your moral objection to that does not make it go away. And we now know that morally condemning physical expression of emotion causes massive mental health issues. Adults act on our emotions physically all the time. We go to the gym and we punch punching bags or we wrestle or we run. We play sports that require us to throw and hit things. Why do you think athletes are always channeling their emotions into their sports? Why are there all these inspirational stories all over the place of kids who are involved in drugs and street fighting getting involved in athletics and turning their lives around? 
But little kids can't be like, okay, mom, Timmy really pissed me off at pre-K today, so I need to go to nine round before dinner and pretend the punching bag is Timmy's smug face, right? They neither have that self-awareness yet, nor that level of control over their lives. So we need to facilitate that for them. Yes, right now at three, four, five years old, they do need that in the moment, in their environment, in their home. As they get older and their emotional control improves and their capacity improves, that will evolve into more structured, timed activities. Finally, step three is regulate yourself. An escalated adult cannot de-escalate an escalated child. Generally, when our kids are feeling dysregulated, we're feeling dysregulated too because we're tapped into their limbic resonance. You need, you need to take care of yourself. So once you've facilitated, you need to take care of yourself or else it'll become a vicious cycle. The easiest way to do this is deep breathing, but you may need to go scream into a pillow or hit a punching bag or go for a run or whatever. This is going to reinforce for them that when mom or dad is feeling a big emotion, they actively do something about it too. If you both express your emotions similarly, do it together. My kids and I punch our punching bags together all the time. My husband and my oldest son run together all the time. The important thing is not to just white knuckle it and stuff your own emotions down and power through it. Give yourself the same active acceptance that you're giving your kids. What this does over time is teach our children how to handle their emotions actively. And let me tell you, it is absolutely amazing when you're consistent with it and suddenly you realize your children are managing their emotions themselves. I very clearly remember the first time my oldest was so angry about something and he kind of looked at me and he growled out, oh, fine, if I can't play on my computer right now, I'm going for a run. And he put his shoes on and he went out into the backyard and he started doing laps. Cool, awesome, buddy. Or the first time my youngest got really, really, really mad about what was for dinner and said, if I can't throw my dinner out, I'm going to throw my bean bags. And he went into the basement and he threw bean bags at the target that we have on the wall until he calmed down. And then he actually came back and ate everything on his plate. This takes time and repetition and consistency. But if you can stick to it, if you can speak to the situation, facilitate and set boundaries and keep yourself calm, they'll learn to do it too. So I hope that fleshes out the concept of validating emotions for you. As always, your questions or comments are welcome and I encourage you to come join us in the Parenting Posse Facebook group to talk it out and clarify anything that you're unsure of. It always sounds easy in theory, but you won't be the last parent to go and put this into practice and then realize that there's some holes in your knowledge. So the Posse is there to help you plug that gap. And I'll put the link for that in the description. Have a great day, everyone, and I'll see you next week for another Uncommon Sense Parenting class. Bye! 
You've been listening to The Mudroom on Common Sense Parenting Classes with Alana Robinson. If you like what you just heard, remember to join us live every Wednesday afternoon at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on Facebook. And don't forget to rate, subscribe, share, and connect with us in the Parenting Posse Facebook group. This has been an Alana Robinson Family Services production.